We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those red swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Let's go. Now, from Cardinal Spring Training in Jupiter, Florida, and the T.R. Hughes Holmes Broadcast Center, here's Matt Hawley. On a Thursday night, we welcome you into Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. It is great to have you with us, have you for a full two hours this evening as we will take you till 8 o'clock. We've got a busy, busy program tonight. In about uh, 10 minutes, Evan Drellick is going to join us. He is a senior writer with The Athletic, and he uh, recently uh, published his book, Winning Fixes Everything. It really looks at the uh, Houston Astros cheating scandal and really the culture that led to the Houston Astros cheating scandal, which is very much connected to the St. Louis Cardinals and Jeff Lou now obviously going from St. Louis to Houston. There's a lot of St. Louis connections in this story, and uh, we're going to talk with Evan here in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, later on in the hour, there was an announcement earlier today. Uh, Southern Illinois Edwardsville has a new athletic director. His name is Andrew Gavin. I, uh, I got a kick out of this one. Andrew and I have known each other for a really, really long time. When I was beginning my minor league baseball career, I was the broadcaster for an independent league baseball team in Albany, Georgia, called the South Georgia Peanuts. And Andrew was the PR director for a team in Aiken, South Carolina. So that's when we first met each other years and years ago. And then we both ended up in Wisconsin at the same time. He was the athletic director at uh, UW Parkside, which is uh, just outside of the Milwaukee area. And uh, I did some work with them, so we kind of rekindled uh, our friendship then. And now here he is coming to the St. Louis area. I'm really excited for him. He is a he is a rising star in athletic, college athletics administration, to be sure. And uh, SIUE, they are getting a good one. And uh, we're going to talk with uh, Andrew Gavin at about uh, 6.35 and find out uh, his thoughts on taking over the athletic department at SIUE. Later on this hour, we'll hear from uh, some comments from uh, Blues coach Craig Berube going into their game tonight. Next hour, John Denton is going to join us here in uh, Jupiter. He's here uh, covering the Cardinals for Cardinals.com and MLB.com. And uh, also, as we always do, we are going to uh, go back through some of the things that uh, Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel had to say in his daily media session. We'll do that tonight at about uh, 7.35. Speaking of that, there were really kind of two big storylines today. You know, each day, kind of the storylines of the day really are set when we have our conversation with Marmel. 
And it felt like the two things that were really talked about today, first off, is the production that they hope to get from the designated hitter spot. And there are going to certainly be games where we see guys get a day off from the field, whether it's a Paul Goldschmidt or a Nolan Arnato, and they are going to be uh, in that DH spot. But that's not going to be the normal thing. There's a lot of other guys who are going to be on the roster who are going to get a fair number of their at-bats at the DH spot. And I think the, the three guys that were talked about a lot today were Nolan Gorman, Alec Burleson, and Juan Yepes. And it was really a lot of the conversation revolved around the fact that uh, they basically got an extra year of development when the team made the decision to go out and get Albert Pujols last year because Pujols went into uh, that DH spot and held that thing down in a really big way, especially in the second half of the season, and that it really turned into a very good developmental year for all those guys, and they are ready to take that next step forward this year. We'll see whether or not that happens, but if any of those three guys have a really, really good offensive year and you're able to put them in that DH spot fairly often, that helps replace some of the production you lost when, when Albert Pujols retired, and it just lengthens uh, the lineup a little bit. So that was the first thing that was talked about. The other thing that was talked about today was the impact of the catcher in limiting the run game in a brave new world where you are going to have... Uh, a lack of uh, pitchers throwing over to first base. With the new rules, pitchers can only throw over to first base a limited amount of time. So when you have that second throw and all of a sudden a third throw is somewhat unlikely because you would give up second base if you do uh, throw over there and don't get them. So you would probably see runners start to take bigger leads off of first base. Where does the catcher play in all of this? One thing the catcher can do is a back pick because there is no limit on how many times the catcher can throw to first. The pitcher can only throw to first uh, the, the two times before a third time is either an out or a move up. But if the, if the catcher wants to throw to first after every single pitch, they can do it the way the rules are right now. Now, if that starts getting abused, you can bet that coming up next year, a rule that's going to be added is going to be uh, the addition of something to, uh, you know, to... Uh, where catchers are going to be limited. But that doesn't exist right now, so that's the uh, that's in there. So we'll get into more of that. You'll hear the uh, comments from uh, Oliver Marmel uh, coming up at about uh, 7.35. But those were kind of the two big things that were uh, discussed today. As always, if you want to join us, you can do so, 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet into the program if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T. P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. It is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. When we return, we are set to be joined by uh, Evan Drellick. He uh, recently wrote a book that's uh, available now that really looks into the Houston Astros cheating scandal, what led to it, and the Cardinals are a big part of that story. So we'll get into that coming up in just a moment as we continue from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, Florida, and the home of Cardinals Spring Training. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. We are broadcasting live from Jupiter, Florida home of Cardinals Spring Training. Right now, we're very happy to uh, welcome on to the program. He is a senior writer with The Athletic and uh, now available for you. He wrote uh, the book, Winning Fixes Everything, How Baseball's Brightest Minds Created Sports Biggest Mess. He is uh, Evan Drellick, who joins us on the program. Evan, thank you so much for taking a, a few moments with us this evening. How are you? Boy, Jupiter, I haven't been back there since we were waiting outside of the parking lot gates at uh, 2 in the morning during the lockout. So thanks for the memories. You bet. And the, the walking back and forth. And I was watching on TV. I wasn't here. But it just, as we look back on it, that was about the most ridiculous thing you could ever see, wasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, I, I think we kind of leaned into it a little bit as reporters, um, you know, a little bit in on the joke, right? It was very, very silly. You know, they're going back over to the other side. and. You know, but that's all we had at that point. That was the only action there was to cover. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this book is, it's just, it's fascinating from start to finish. And for folks that don't know, uh, you and Ken Rosenthal were the ones who broke uh, the Houston Astros cheating scandal. When you really dig into this, there's a ton of St. Louis connections because of Jeff Lunau and, and other people in the Astros organization that came over from St. Louis. So just kind of starting with this, what's been the response to this book from, say, Cardinals fans? Because there is so much, uh, so many St. Louis connections. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, you know, Derek Gould over at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, he's not a Cardinals fan, he's a reporter, but, you know, he took interest in it. Um, it certainly, he was around and Luna was, was around with the team and, you know, in general, I've gotten mostly positive responses from everybody, uh, maybe aside from some Astros fans, which, <laughs> look, that's what you expect. But, yes, there, there are a lot of, you know, there, the second chapter of the book is called The Cardinals' Years. Uh, the Cardinals are really a recurring theme throughout because Leno came from St. Louis, because you had the famous uh, hacking scandal, which led to the former Cardinals executive, Chris Craig, being sent to prison. Yeah, and there's a there's a part of the book where basically, and not to give too much away, but there, there's an indication that if, if everybody knew everything, Chris Correa may not be totally vindicated, but he would be partially vindicated. How, how much of a story is that in this whole thing? Yeah, so I spoke with two um, Astros employees who, who confirmed that, yes, it, it, the Astros were in possession of information from the card uh, and that you know that information shouldn't have been there and this is what chris correa the former cardinals executive had alleged 
that you know I was I, I was basically breaking into the, to the Astros system to see what they had taken or if they had taken anything from us from St. Louis. And you know, based on the reporting in the book, that that allegation has merit. Um, you know, the Cardinals didn't pursue it with with uh, Major League Baseball. The FBI only ends up pursuing Chris Brea. Uh, but it's it is among the many kind of messy and I think revelatory things you, you'll read about in the book. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I would encourage Cardinals fans to read it for no other reason than that because it is that that's probably the biggest St. Louis thing here. Uh, the the Jeff Lunau story is one where he comes into the Cardinals organization as somebody who you, in the your Cardinals years chapter there's you even have a, a quote from John Mosaylock where he basically said he was trying to hang out with him at night just because he was being shunned from the rest of the organization so he goes from starting with the Cardinals and, and kind of being a, a social outcast for lack of a better term to ten years later getting the Astros job and really being totally in charge and everybody looking to him. How did that process take place? Because there was a lot of change in Lunau over those years. Yeah, the, the Cardinals years are in a way a parallel for everything that follows um, and, and sets up everything that follows. You know, when, when Luno gets to Houston, uh, he has a conversation with, with a friend and uh, says to them, you know, I know when this ends, it, it won't end well. You know, I'm not. I, I, I know I'm not the type of guy who's going to end up as a, a special assistant somewhere or some cushy job waiting for me at the commissioner's office. And, and given that, I'm going to do it my way. But to, to get done what Luna wanted to get done in St. Louis, he he had to deal with a lot of pushback, and some of it was fair, some of it was not fair, and some of it was frankly owed to, you know, uh, owner Bill Dewitt. He had this relatively good idea to bring in somebody who could help the Cardinals get up to speed but it, the way you enact change matters uh, there's a whole field of study called change management and basically dropping Luno in on top of Walt Jockey uh, the existing front office you know, it, it, it got messy and you probably could have done the, the change program better if you were uh, Bill DeWitt at the time but look, everybody was you know, feeling their way through this uh, but, you know, so Luno, to kind of get where he wants to go in St. Louis, he, he's got to push. Well, what does he do when he gets to Houston? Well, now he's in full control. Now he's the GM of the team. And so who's going to tell him uh, when he's wrong? There's an anecdote in the book that he's sitting down with Astros owner Jim Crane and asks about his limitations. And he's given a blank piece of paper to represent there are no limitations. Do it your way. So taking that and then knowing what has happened, how much culpability is there for Jim Crane for allowing an environment for that cheating scandal to occur? Absolutely. You know, I mean, any small business owner listening or a large business owner listening, right? At the end of the day, the, the, the buck is supposed to stop with you. And Luno uh, got a lot of leash from Crane. The whole message from Crane was, let's do this the way it should be done. And, uh, you know, what they end up building is an organization that's very smart about how to construct a baseball roster, the core principles. Just on the baseball side, we're, we're strong. But they didn't focus on a lot of other stuff. And it's the other stuff that they didn't focus on that comes back to hurt them. Uh, compliance, things like making sure people aren't cheating, uh, taking care of your employees, treating them well, paying them well. It, the book is, 
I think paints a, a pretty complete picture of you know what was really going on behind the walls in Houston. And you get to this point where not only do you have the major science scandal, you also have an assistant general manager who has this outburst drunkenly in the clubhouse during the 2019 playoffs. He gets fired. It's not an accident that these things all, uh, are, you know, all happened in Houston under this leadership. Evan Drellick, senior writer with The Athletic, author of Winning Fixes Everything, continuing to join us here on Sports Open Line. Can you give a little bit of a, an indication of when, when you first started to get uh, an idea that this was going on and what the process was like uh, for you guys to break this story? Yeah, I, you know, I, I've gotten this question a few times, and I, 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 I could be wrong. I think the assumption from the outside would be, well, you got a breadcrumb, right? And then you follow the breadcrumb, you follow the breadcrumb. It's not totally wrong in the sense that, you know, I did have to keep corroborating and find more. Um, but I, I, you know, when I first learned about what the Astros had done in 2017, it's October of 2018, during the postseason. And um, I learned really the whole thing. Uh, I spoke with people inside the organization who had firsthand knowledge, who lived it. Um, you know, it wasn't like it was kind of a half, halfway there tip. Uh, but the trick would be getting to a point where you could print it, publish it. And there were some complicating factors for me. I was working at a regional sports network in Boston. So I wasn't in Houston any longer. Uh, the regional sports network ends up firing me a few months later. So there's a period here where I'm unemployed. And I have stories sitting in my notebook. I still need some work to, to, for me to be comfortable to run it. You know, but if I had ran it in October of 2018, all the facts would have been right. Yeah, but you know, you're, not, you're not chancing it with a story like this. And, uh, you know, I eventually get to The Athletic, and uh, Ken Rosenthal and I break the story in November of 2019. But it was, it was quite a 13-month period. Uh, you know, it's weird to have broken a story this big and also have been fired inside the same calendar. It's a strange <laughs> thing. Is it a rush, like, the moment before the story goes live? Like, what, what, where are your emotions at at that second? Yeah, there, I think there's an element of it being a rush. There's an element of uncertainty. Uh, you know, you're, you're, how are people going to respond to it? And, and I say people, I mean, that literally anybody you can think of in, in this case. The league office, the team, the um, fans. You know, I, you know, at the end of the day, we were confident, 100%, that what we had was right. But you don't control what comes after that. So uh, John Boy ends up putting video together off of our story. Which, which is really supporting evidence for our story beyond the accounts we had, including my fires on the record and opposing that you're Danny Falcon on the record. So, yeah, I, look, I think as a reporter, there's, there's a sense of exhilaration, but there's also a sense of, you know, it's heavy. You know, and you know that this is something that, uh, you know, at the time, I, didn't, I wasn't sure that people would be fired. I knew that it was possible. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's a weird mix of emotions, I guess is what I would say. It, it, it's not just one thing. Are you proud of the fact, like, and I say this in a positive way, I would be, this is one of the biggest scandals in the history of the sport, and I know nobody's rooting for a scandal, but it, it is now history. It happened whether you reported on it or not. Is there some pride that you were the person and you kind of become part of the history of this game, if it makes sense? Yeah, I don't know if I'm part of the history of the game, but I, 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 yes, there is pride as a reporter in revealing something to the public that they didn't previously know that was of some importance. 
even inside just inside the baseball world. This is not on the level of, oh, I don't know, national security. Uh, but it, it, yes, there is a pride that goes uh, with it. And, you know, in a weird way, the thing that I'm more proud of is really the lead up to it. If you go back nine years, I was writing about uh, Jeff Luno's culture in Houston, Jim Crane's culture in Houston for the Houston Chronicle. And it was not in vogue at that time to dare ask questions or, or, or publish the questions people were asking about the management culture of this widely considered smart and progressive team. And they were smart and progressive, but there were also very legitimate questions uh, that needed to be asked. And, you know, if I ever uh, have an obituary, I assume they'll mention, yes, he and Ken Rosenthal broke the Astros story. I think it'll probably be the most important story of my career. I hope not. You know, maybe the chances of getting something more are, are unlikely, but that, but the work I did really nine years ago that kind of sets everything up, um, I might be almost uh, as proud of that. He is Evan Drellick, senior writer for The Athletic, the author of Winning Fixes Everything, How Baseball's Brightest Minds Created Sports' Biggest Mess. You can get it Amazon, Barnes & Noble, independent booksellers everywhere you find books. Evan, thank you so much uh, for the time, and uh, hopefully we cross paths at some point in the uh, near future. Enjoy the parking lot gates. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. There's Evan Drellick joining us here on the program, and we appreciate him taking a few moments. All right, we're going to take a break and come back with another guest uh, as uh, Andrew Gavin is going to join us. He is the brand-new athletic director at SIUE. He joins us in just a moment or so as a Graybar Sports Open line from Jupiter, Florida, continues here on KMOX. It's a great bar sports open line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Let's go. Now from Cardinal Spring Training in Jupiter, Florida and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center. Once again, Matt Pauley. We do continue to broadcast live from Jupiter, Florida. Right now we're very happy, though, to uh, welcome in somebody Somebody I've known for a really long time, and we keep following each other uh, around the country. This time he's following me to the St. Louis area. His name is Andrew Gavin. He was officially introduced today as the ninth athletic director in the history of uh, SIUE Athletics. He joins us right now. Andrew, thanks so much for your time. Congratulations on the uh, new role, and uh, so glad we're able to uh, talk to you on what's a big day for you and your family. Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, you're right. The, the small world between us uh, continues to go on, which is great. I really appreciate you. Uh, I know you and your family loved Wisconsin Parkside. What did it take for you to make the decision to, to make the move to SIUE? Yeah, great question. We did. I, I've actually been in Wisconsin now for 11 years, uh, so it's it's not easy to easy to leave. Um, we love it there. We've loved our time at Parkside in my nearly six years as the director of athletics. Um, so yeah, it was going to take a special place and a special opportunity. I think, you know, one is I've I've been fortunate in my career to spend seven years in Division One, and and I really was transformed by those years and, and the opportunity to to come back to the, a Division One institution. Um, it's exciting, but it needed to be more than that. Uh, it needed to be a place where I felt like I could have an impact through my work um, and, and that already had a lot of great things in place. I think we have that here at SIUE, uh, a, a new chancellor who's finishing his first year and Chancellor James Minor. Um, a long history of success, uh, both at Division Two and Division One levels. 
and uh, but still a lot of growth. And um, I always tell our recruits when I talk to them that you need to commit to a place that's becoming a better version of itself. And I, I truly believe that that's true uh, at SIUE and Cougar Athletics. And then certainly from a family perspective, I'm the father of four young ones. Uh, we have a six-month-old all the way up to six. Um, so it needed to be a community that my wife and I felt really good about. And, and we do as it relates to Edwardsville. Uh, we do as it relates to Madison County. And, and obviously being part of the, the greater St. Louis area is something that really excites us. I, I didn't know you were, you were in the running for the job. And I heard the news last night. And my first thought was you're a perfect hire. And part of the reason is if we're being very blunt about things, sometimes SIUE gets lost in the sports landscape of St. Louis. And even though it's a Division II school, you're coming from a, a place at Parkside that sometimes kind of got lost in uh, whether it was Milwaukee or Chicago. You're about halfway in between the two cities. But from a Milwaukee standpoint, uh, you had to navigate through kind of being um, a school that was on the outskirts of a, of a, of a metropolitan area does that play into, and, and do you have some expertise that can help you with that? Yeah, I think I do. I mean, I hate to, to say anything about me as an expert because it's probably a lie, but I, I mean, I'm wired for it. I think um, I started my career, as you know, coming up through the communications and PR ranks and brand building, uh, marketing, storytelling, um, creating value for us and for our communities is something that, that I'm passionate about. It's something I'm really driven by. And uh, so I'm excited about that work. I think there's a lot to sell uh, about SIUE, about Cougar Athletics, about what we're doing here and what we will do. Um, and it's it's worth following. It's worth selling. And I think that's going to be exciting work uh, in the St. Louis area. All right. So excuse my ignorance on this. Uh, Brian Baroni at one point was at Wisconsin Green Bay. You at one point were at Wisconsin Green Bay. Did you guys, were you there at the same time? We did. Yeah, we overlapped for quite a few years. Um uh, and we're, we're both part of a, a really strong program, uh, men's basketball program there. So had a lot of fun. Um, really, to your last question, building the brand of Green Bay basketball, uh, connecting with the community, uh, telling the story of our talented student-athletes. We had some players there that were phenomenal to watch, an NBA draft pick, uh, some electric players. Um, so, yeah, got to be a part of that ride at, at Green Bay, and, and Coach Baroni was a part of that as well as the associate head coach. And um, – so, yeah, some familiarity with him. He's done a great job here building this program. Uh, school record, 17 wins, heading into tonight's tip-off, so hopefully 18 here in a couple hours. And, um, you know, young nucleus, that'll be fun to build around uh, for Coach Baroni, and, and I'm excited to support him and, and obviously all of our coaches. Were you able to lean on him a little bit as you were going through this process? Yeah, certainly was able to get some, you know, some preliminary information about um, – you know, some of the, the things that I wanted to look into here and what was a good fit for me. And um, certainly that, that was preliminary, preliminary to start, and then it really was about getting here on the interview and, and meeting Chancellor Minor and the rest of the team. But uh, definitely that familiarity with, with Coach was helpful at the beginning for sure. Andrew Gavin is the new athletic director at SIUE. Just a couple more questions for him here on Sports Open Line. You uh, oversaw a really big project at Wisconsin Parkside when it came to uh, fundraising and facilities, uh, and, and you did a fantastic job with that. Right now at SIUE, where, does, where do those two things, a facilities and a fundraising, where do those two things stand on your priority list? Yeah, I think they're always high um, in this day and age. I think um, – 
in, in budget times like we're in in, in higher education and, and in college athletics, um, generating revenue is going to be important. Asking the community to invest and support what we're doing is going to be really important. And again, that's familiar work to me. I'm excited. We've got over a hundred donors upstairs um, in our room in our in our pregame event, uh, ready to go to the game tonight. So already starting those conversations. You can feel the energy. I think this is a community that's going to be excited to support and continue to support what we're doing. Um, and certainly there, there are, there's some great facilities here, but there's always work to be done, and, and that's work that I really enjoy doing. I appreciate the kind words about what we've done at Parkside. It's, it has been a lot of fun. I think uh, some of those facility projects have been transformational and, and will sustain uh, long after I'm gone here in a few weeks. Um, but, yeah, we'll be looking forward to hitting the ground running and, and doing a lot of the very similar things of, of moving the needle, uh, getting this place as good as we can make it every single day for our student-athletes and our coaches. Last thing for you, and then I'll let you get up to the to folks who Absolutely. are surely more important than me. But uh, <laughs> no. you said in your uh, in your press conference today, I don't know if these were the exact words, but you essentially said you are going to boldly ask for support from from the supporters, and that's not always easy. How important is it for somebody in your job to be able to go present that clear vision, that clear message, but also have bluntly some pretty big asks? Yeah, I mean, I think bold doesn't always mean blunt. I think it's just unapologetic about being able to share the need and the value. Um, but the other piece that I mentioned today and that I'm very passionate about is is asking for support needs to be in mutually beneficial ways. So how can we, through Cougar Athletics, add value to the community? How can we help employers uh, find their next talent uh, for their post-graduation jobs for their careers uh how can we help build brands and and visibility for our partners so boldly and unapologetically asking for support uh also means doing so uh genuinely and in ways that are going to be mutually beneficial for our supporters and for our partners he is Andrew Gavin. He is the brand-new athletic director at SIUE, the ninth athletic director in the program's history. Andrew, I'm just so happy for you. Thank you so much for taking some time, and uh, hopefully we'll see each other real soon. Absolutely, Matt. I appreciate it and look forward to connecting here in the coming weeks. All right, very good. There's Andrew Gavin. He is the new uh, director of athletics at SIUE. And, yeah, I had, I had no clue. I had no clue that he was in the running for that job, and I, I got the indication last night uh, that he had gotten it, and it just it hit me at that moment how perfect of a hire he is and the understanding he's going to have of that type of community. And I just think he's going to uh, he's going to find great people. He's going to lead those great people. And uh, they're going to take SIUE to heights that they've uh, they've never reached before. And that's an athletic department that's already in pretty good shape as it sits uh, right now. He mentioned the uh, men's basketball team uh, being in action tonight. Uh, right now they are 17 and 12. They're looking for their 18th win. Just a couple games left in the regular season. They're going to play against uh, Little Rock tonight uh, at uh, First Community Arena in Edwardsville. And then on Saturday, they'll match up against Southeast Missouri. So they'll have a rivalry game coming up on Saturday. And then they will head to uh, Evansville for the Ohio Valley uh, Conference Tournament. Uh, they started off league play really, really strong. And they've kind of uh, they've slowed down here a bit recently. They're trying to end a three-game uh, losing streak. And uh, I, I still remember, you know, the night they played SLU, and, and we didn't know it at the time, uh, but the night they played SLU, uh, here on KMOX, Coach uh, Travis Ford was doing his pregame conversation with Bob Ramsey. And he almost nonchalantly just just said, 
that's an SIUE team that should that, that's going to win the OVC. And that's how much he thought of them. And then that night, SIUE did end up getting the job, uh, get, getting the win against the, uh, against the Billikens. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, a lot of good things going on right now at SIUE, and we appreciate uh, Andrew Gavin taking a, a few moments with us. When we return, we'll talk some St. Louis Blues hockey. They are uh, in action this evening. Might talk a little Battlehawks as well. They also are in action this evening. This is a busy Thursday sports night. We are broadcasting live from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, home of Cardinal Spring Training, and we're back with more in just a moment. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Your home of the Cardinals. Arnado swings and hits it deep to left field. That ball is out of here. The Billikens. Jumper. Yes! Billikens win! The Chiefs. Touchdown! Kansas City! We are America's sports voice. KMOX. We are broadcasting live from Jupiter, Florida. It is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. We are in the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center. Cardinals spring training does continue tomorrow, the final day, the final day with before games begin. Uh, first Cardinals spring training Grapefruit League game is going to be coming up on Saturday right here on KMOX. Blues are in action tonight against Vancouver. We'll get to that in a second. Matt Pajeski, I have to tell you a story real quick before we hear from uh, Craig Berube. All right. So uh, I have my streak of days of working out, which is coming up on a 1,000 days uh, without missing a workout. It's very challenging to find the time here to do it. It's, a, it's a, just kind of a crazy uh, timing schedule throughout the day. So a lot of my workouts since I've gone to Jupiter have been going for two, three, four-mile walks. Well... I'm close enough to the beach that I decided to go take a walk on the beach. And I've been to beaches before, and you walk over, you're wearing shoes, you leave the shoes on the beach, you go for your walk, you come back, your shoes are sitting there. Guess what happened, Matt? You lost your shoes. I came back, and the shoes were gone. Wow. Screwed up. Yeah. How'd you my, get back? I, you walk back barefoot? I walked back barefoot. I walked back like a quarter of a mile on sidewalks and streets and all kinds of things. It was not uh, It was not fun. And then did you have to walk into another store to buy shoes, or do you have another pair of shoes to wear? I mean, those were my running shoes. Um, I have not yet gone and purchased another pair of running shoes, but I'm going... I'm going to have to. That is something that's going to now be on my list. Yeah, you can't let that interrupt the streak. You know, you got to keep the streak going. So don't let that break it. So I have running shoes and I have workout shoes, which are two different things. So I still do have my workout shoes here. Okay, that's good. At the very beginning of the story, I thought you were going to say, so I found a way to sneak into the Cardinals training facility <laughs> and I'm bench pressing right next to Tyler O'Neill. Can you believe that? So our, our studio at, uh, at Roger Dean Stadium is right next to the Cardinals minor league weight room. It's in a, it's, uh, we're in an office building because this is part of the reason of why they're basically tearing down the spring training facility and, and rebuilding it. Uh, there's just not enough room. So the Cardinals have rented out a bunch of space in an office building across the street from the stadium, and that's where the media room is. And our studio is in a conference room connected to the media room, but then behind the wall 
is where the minor league weight room is. So during the day when stuff is going on and we're sitting here, there is loud music and you just hear like weight being thrown around. I tried to like do a Twitter video, but it didn't, uh, I could not get the, uh, I could not get that message across. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, can, yeah. I can imagine Tyler O'Neill in the other room just squatting 600 pounds, benching 500, you know, throwing those weights around like it's nothing. Yeah. I, I like your, th- it's the minor league one, so it would be oh, a minor league uh, version of Tyler O'Neill. On, so, let me dream. Yeah. Yes, you can, uh, you can certainly do that. All right, uh, let's hear a little bit uh, from uh, Craig Berube as we do uh, shift gears. Blues on a three-game losing streak right now. And uh, during this three-game losing streak, the games have not been overly competitive. They lost 4-1 to Colorado, 7-2 to Ottawa, and then 4-1 to Carolina tonight. Uh, they are at home as uh, they are set to take on uh, Vancouver. And uh, uh, Craig Berube had a number of things to uh, say when he uh, spoke to the media during uh, the uh, after-morning skate. And one of the first things he said is that uh, young guys absolutely do need to start stepping up. Well, I think he, some of the guys you're seeing, I mean, I think you're seeing more from a guy like Torpachenko who's getting more ice time, getting more playing time and, and better situations. Uh, Alexandrov, you know, um, he's a guy that's up here, played some games for us moving forward. like to see more of what he can do. And uh, Tucker back in the lineup tonight again. Tucks has uh, been up with us too and done a good job. And um, these kids got to keep improving and keep playing them and, um, you know, see where they're at. It is a little, I mean, if you've just accepted the fact that this is not going to be a, a playoff team, there is some fun in watching some of these young guys play, especially when they have good moments. But that's, the, that's what they're dealing with right now, that there's going to be young guys playing and young guys expected to step up, and sometimes they will, and uh, sometimes they won't. Barubi talked about uh, what his team's game plan is uh, for tonight and also really going forward. I mean, I think they got to get inside more. they got to get... Uh you know, they're being checked. So you, you got to fight through checking. You got to, you know, compete harder. You got to get on the inside more. You got to get dirty around the net. All those things, like those are the types of, you know, right now they're going to, the, and that's going to, going forward, it's going to be tougher and tougher. Uh, we all know down a stretch every year, the games get harder, they get more tight checking. Um, teams are fighting for playoffs or fighting for spots, things like that. So it's not going to be easy. Baruby also uh, talked about uh, this Vancouver team that they're matched up against. And really, uh, there's some similarities in the situations that each of the teams are in. You know, they made a trade recently and got rid of their captain. And, you know, looking at their team, and I'm sure they're not done making moves, but who knows? I mean, I'm not involved in the organization, but they're definitely in a similar boat. Still got some good high-end skills. Yeah, they do. Well, Patterson's having a great year. Uh, obviously, real good player. Miller, Hughes, um, you know, got some young guys they're looking at too. So, you know, they're a dangerous team offensively. They, they find a way to score goals. So that was uh, Craig Bruby speaking earlier today. Again, the Blues are in action tonight trying to end a three-game losing streak. This is the first of three straight home games for the Blues. They're going to match up against uh, Pittsburgh on Saturday afternoon. And then uh, next Tuesday, they've got a home game against Seattle before uh, they hit the road once again. Speaking of Saturday and really looking ahead to this weekend, just want to uh, remind you about uh, a few things that are going to be uh, going on. So we're going to have the Cardinals game on 
Saturday. We're actually going to have uh, three straight days of Cardinals baseball here on KMOX and across the Cardinals radio network, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. But the Grapefruit League opener is coming up on Saturday as they are going to take on the Washington Nationals. And we will have that broadcast for you uh, right here on uh, KMOX as uh, John Rooney and Ricky Horton along with uh, Klaibs uh, will have the call of that game and uh, the other games uh, coming up here over uh, the next few days. Also, there are going to be some streaming broadcasts available for you at MLB.com and Cardinals.com. So some of the games that don't run on KMOX, they're still going to be an audio uh, broadcast. Uh, beyond that, so Saturday's a super busy day. Uh, we're going to have SLU basketball on Saturday night. And also, don't forget about uh, City SC. Uh, they are they, they be officially come into existence this weekend as they are going to match up against Austin. And uh, as was officially announced yesterday, Y98, our sister station, Y98, is the home for City SC soccer, so you'll be able to hear every moment of City SC on Y98. There might be a match or two that ends up on KMOX, too. More on that later, but uh, you can hear uh, them uh, coming up this weekend on Y98. Hour two, on the way next, it's Sports Open Line on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.